This episode of With Love and Justice for All is brought to you by Bliss Books and Wine. Bliss Books and Wine is an independent black-owned bookstore for wine enthusiasts and book lovers. Listed as one of the black-owned bookstores in America that amplify the best in literature by OprahDaily.com, Bliss Books and Wine is your go-to for all your favorite titles, including ebooks and audiobooks. And when we buy from black-owned businesses, we are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. In order to advance racial equity, there is work for white people and people of color to do together and separately. The Project Sanctus Affinity Groups provide safe spaces for people to work within their own racial and ethnic groups. Join us every first and third Wednesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Zoom for brave, vulnerable conversations and for building culture through engaging embodied practices. For more details and registration, visit projectsanctus.com. Exploring the healing and culture-building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Welcome. Welcome to Project Sanctus, our podcast with love and justice for all. I'm Reverend Kelly Isla, and I am here with my partner in crime and consciousness, Reverend Ogan Holder. How are you doing? What up? It's good. Hey, two more days of summer left. Two more days of summer. Uh, at least on the calendar. Sure. At least, at least from a Gregorian perspective. From a Gregorian perspective. <laughs> It'd be interesting. You like that? It's always it's always interesting how how but the part it plays on us psychologically, right? Right. You know, like when winter's happening and it's like it's the first day of spring. And I was like, nothing's changed, but it's like, yay. <laughs> And now for me, yeah. it's like first day of fall. Boo. I mean, it's going to get colder. <laughs> well, yesterday it was 99 degrees here. Right. And that's not the heat index. That's just 99. And today it's going to be a balmy 96. Woohoo. So, um, so that's great that summer's ending. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's not going to matter. Uh, I am I am snowboarding in Barbados for the winter. Um, and not because I'm fancy. It's just, you know. I live, I am from there. I got family there. So I've decided for the next, uh, you know, foreseeable future slash years. Um, I am done with winter done. Let's see how it goes. I like that. It's not, I think you are living fancy. What's wrong with living a little fancy well, in a different, uh, sure. different definition of fancy. Get, get, get to, sure. Let, let's go with that. <laughs> anyway. So back to us podcast with love and justice for all, you know, Today's conversation uh, where, you know, we talk, we actually have two podcasts a week and um, we have conversations around embodied anti-racism, dismantling systems of oppression, um, uh, fostering liberation, and and oftentimes the special challenges that arise for spiritual seekers. And um, generally on Tuesdays at at three o'clock central, we're live on Facebook and we're recording. And that podcast is three o'clock Eastern. 
That's what I said, didn't I? No, you said Central. Dang it. It's all right. Yeah, it's three good. o'clock Eastern. Eastern. Uh, and I said I did say generally because sometimes we're a little <laughs> flexible. And then Fridays at the same time, yes. uh, we cover some headlines. So just kind of yes. looking at at these issues in a you know what's alive right now in a, in a you know living in us. Um, if you want to join the conversation, you can message us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, our handle is at Get Our Holy On. You can also call us and leave a message. We have a phone number, 413-GET-HOLY, 413-438-4659. And we have a few uh, um, events coming up. All of a sudden, we're getting busy because summer is over. We have our new 846 Book Club nonfiction starting on September 27th, and it's the Do the Work Uh, It's an anti-racist activity book by um, W. Kamau Bell and Kate Schatz, and that starts on September 27th. We have our monthly affinity group um, tomorrow night, if you're, well, tomorrow, if you're watching this Tuesday or listening Tuesday, but on September 21st, the third Wednesday, we are um, presenting and teaching at Unity Eastern Regional Conference, October 3rd through the 6th. And um, we could, we'll put some links in Facebook, but if you, um, yeah, you can also Google and you can find more events uh, on our website. And we have October 27th, we have our last 846 book club fiction gathering, uh, How the One-Armed Sister Sweeps Her House, which is a really good book. And it's pretty, uh, I don't know if dense is the right word, but it's just, it's another, all of the fiction books have been good just in different ways. I haven't ways. read it. I haven't read it yet. I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh, um, okay. But, well, I'll, uh, I'll be quiet. No spoiler alert. No spoilers. I'm, I'm reading in real time along with the rest of you um, yeah. as well. Um, reminder to order from blissbooksandwine.com. Um, they are our black owned bookstore partners. Use the code 846book to get a 10% discount. And if you're listening to this, uh, before Thursday, 23rd, this Thursday, this week, we're doing our gathering for our last book, The Vanishing Half. So if you've read that, uh, just a reminder, it's it's this Thursday night we're gathering on Zoom for that discussion. We also have coming up at the near the end of October, an actual, it's a three-part workshop. So it's on three days, uh, just from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, but on October 20, 21st, and 22nd. And it's on intersectionality uh, called uh, Why a New Prism is Needed. So this series of workshops, it's three hours for three days each. It's about promoting relational, strength-based, culturally responsive and expansive practices and skills to, um, to help mitigate the intersectional challenges that in order for us to grow towards uh, to grow in our spirituality, to to more completely embody healing and wholeness. Uh, what we um, so it, it, we look at the frameworks uh, and the definitions of identity and intersectionality. This comes from Kimberly Crenshaw, um, but it's looking at the definitions of identity so that laying the groundwork for a deeper analysis about how. Uh, racism and sexism and classism and ableism and other elements of our social identity, you know, intersect and, and, you know, create these systems of oppression and, and sort of <clears throat> how those systems of oppression, you know, manifest in, in different ways, um, 
in different groups. Um, so we're going to take a look at that and within the framework and do some practices and some teaching. Um, and we also are going to offer different price points, acknowledging economic justice, right? Classism is one of the, the uh, parts of our, of our identity. Um, so we're going to offer it at three different price points. And you can learn more about, uh, about this um, three-part workshop on website on projectsanctus.com. Anything you want to add about that, Ogan? Well, uh, even if you go to uh, to the website and you look at the, the three price points that we have and you still think it's beyond your reach, please don't let that stop you. Uh, reach out to us and, and we'll talk and um, see what um, collaborative arrangement we could come to that um, yep. meets all our needs. Um, us, yep. us being um, fairly compensated and you fairly compensating us in a, in a way that uh, does not cause undue burden to you as well. So I'm very excited about this. Um, and, and we have some more workshops uh, coming um, your way as well. The, the, the past, um, uh, at least throughout the course of this year, maybe a little bit earlier, you know, we've been we've been really finding our way in terms of 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 what 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 can we create um, that that um, fills a lot of your needs, it fills a lot of our needs, and to and we're going to start offering a lot of these workshops and these opportunities on sort of like a rotating basis, right? We're going to build on them. They are from a rotating basis. So if you missed one, you know, you, you, you don't necessarily have to wait like another two years for it to roll around again or another year. We're going to stagger them. So we're, we're sort of building out the, the education, the invit, the, the decolonizing education platform. Oh, I like that. I just came up with that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it'll stick, but um, I was I was I was on my walk today, and for some reason um, I don't remember what podcast I was listening to, but there was a conversation around how do we how do we title ourselves and name ourselves and what we do, and you know um, I, I I think I'm I'm gonna narrow it down to uh, uh, minister, decolonizer, award winning author. I forgot to mention. <laughs> Forgot to mention the podcast. I am I am now an award winning writer. I didn't. I was going to mention it last Friday, but we had a special guest. I didn't want to like you know rain on their parade. But um, apparently, yeah, one uh, an article I wrote around about this issue, um, uh, spiritual bypassing, especially as it relates to racial issues, um, won an award uh, from Folio, which is they tell me it's like the Oscars of publishing. And I'm going to take those who are in the publishing word and take their word for it. I well, had, sure. I had no, listen, I didn't even know this thing existed until, mm. and I didn't also know that I, I write for Unity Magazine that they had submitted the article right. until it was named as a finalist. So I get this like email that says, congratulations, you were named the finalist. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Uh, uh, sort of deal and I was like is this like some of this like you know fly by night sort of publishing <laughs> you know thing and like you know I didn't think much of it till till folks were telling me no this is actually a really big deal and I was like yeah what's the prize money there's there's no prize money oh do I at least get a trophy <laughs> no well it has to sit in yeah. the office at Union Village oh so I get bragging rights this is like maybe they could take a picture of the award and email it to you or text make you. make a duplicate um you know yeah i know when i, I know. listen when i go to when i get back to uni village i'm gonna go see it 
And I mean, don't assume if it goes missing, I have it. I'm just going to say <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. Maybe I'll make it disappear and sneak it to you. There I'll you have go. to come visit you in Barbados, no. right? There, yeah. there you go. That's right. I'll take it international. I'll be in national yeah. waters. Can't come, right. can't can't come for me then. Um, nope. but um, no, but, no awards extradition laws. <laughs> there you go. For <laughs> there, there you go. Um, but um, but uh, so yeah. So so look out for more workshop um opportunities um coming coming your way through the rest of the year into into next year. Um, and I'm very very proud of us pulling this stuff together and and what we got planned and what what we're going to be doing. Um, and please, please convince your friends. And if you're in spiritual communities, convince your ministers to, and leadership, especially to show yeah. up to these events, right? So that, you know, we always talk about how do we create welcoming communities and folks don't know what they don't know. Um, right. So if you're truly interested in creating a space that 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 really a acknowledges privilege b and does things to address that privilege um and 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 creates a space that that uh, those who are um a little further from from the power and the privilege feel like they belong um yeah these workshops will be will be useful for that well the other and the other piece as you were talking i realized too one of the things that that um you know, we had we had a just a slower period of time in there. It was also modeling what you know what we talk about in terms of <clears throat> you know we we talked several times about pleasure activism, but yeah. but about pleasure and joy and allowing that to be your decision maker and yeah. you know what is just I mean and that we can you could talk about forever, um, but but really modeling that and for me as a teacher, um, you know I, I'm when it comes to educational things, I'm very much committed to creating a space online or in person that's inclusive. But in order to do that, you have to really understand what that means. And, and, and for me, I have, you know, while I've understood it for a while, put it, you know, there's always the, the learning, right. What does that look like, you know, played out? What does that look like in real, you know, interaction and, um, and it activities and conversations. It doesn't just mean everyone is welcome here on your marquee. No, that's not, that's no, it doesn't. Is. And it doesn't even mean everybody puts up pronouns. There you um, go. Although that would be nice too. But I actually, yeah. okay, so this is just a squirrel moment. I actually got in a shouting match with someone last week about the pronoun thing. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> and I shouting match might be a little extreme, but he was yelling and I'm like, okay, Dante. Oh, okay. Let me let me let me let me guess. What side were you on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> listen. Yeah, you, you, that that was a joke, of course. But I'm I'm still I'm still confused about the resistance to it. And and this may and this may this this actually is a good segue into our conversation for today. Yeah, uh, we're calling it. Maybe we got it wrong. <laughs> maybe we got uh, it wrong? Question maybe. mark. Or wow. maybe we need to make it an exclamation point. Oh, uh, maybe. Or pe- just a period. Maybe we got it wrong. It's more of a yeah. definitive thing. <laughs> right. Either way, put all the po- but but I, I'm still I'm still confused about the resistance to the pronouns, using the pronouns. I I can understand if you don't understand why. Okay, because because I was there. I was I was there as well. And once you if maybe you start with that. 
if you take the time to understand why, then I don't, I guess I'm not clear still about the resistance. It doesn't take anything off of you. (laughs) It's, It's not requiring you to, to upend your life and your belief systems. Maybe for some people, that's it. Maybe it represents um, an infringement on their, on their beliefs and they don't want to go there. I don't, I don't know, but, but yeah, if that yeah. wasn't the case in this, this argument, I mean, I, I pretty quickly went it, cause I was just, I was first, I was completely miffed like where you, what you just described. So I'm like, what are you talking about? So I could feel my voice going up. Like, I'm sorry, what, you know, and his got louder and louder and he got very offended at the idea that he might be in a patriarchal system. Yeah. That it's just a matter of semantics, but I'm not in that. I'm, you know, that's not me. I'm like, okay. A man go, thinking you... he might not be patriarchal? Sure. Yes. I, I said, okay, wait a minute. Wait, wait, let's stop for a minute. You're white. You're a man. You're Christian. You have money. You're heterosexual. You're like, what else can I? But that does not by default mean he's got privilege. Right. I said sarcastically. Right. I know. Anyway, it was. um, So, yeah, the whole the gender conversation um, really threw him and he got quite annoyed at me. And I said, I just, you know, eventually I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, not going to do this Sisyphus exercise of rolling boulders uphill, which actually is connected to let's let me bring us back to maybe we got it wrong. Okay. And what. I'm so the connection there about rolling boulders uphill and it, you know, how, how, how long am I going to push against the system, right? The resist, we talk about rest, restore, repair, resist, and there is such a thing as resist. And there isn't any, you know, it's, I think there are times it's okay outside of us to resist something, but I, um, I wanted to, and let me preface this and I'll probably have to say it again several times. This is not a conversation about either or. It's a conversation that has lots of both ands. But to have the think about maybe we got it wrong is when, you know, in some of the times when I'm resisting, it could be that I'm trying to, um, I'm pushing against something and trying to create something new, but then I discover I'm actually using the same tools to try to create something new that created the system I'm pushing against. Mm. How's that for circular reasoning? Yes. Right. Right. Yes. No, that's, that's, that's a legit, that's a legit thing. Right. And, and to use example of this conversation you have with this friend without knowing all the details, um, being patriarchal to argue against patriarchy. Right. Right. Hey, how many hands do we got? Guilty as charged. Right. How many many times have I found myself in that in that position as well? And then and then and and this is part of our work. Catch myself and go, oh, shit, I'm doing the very thing that I'm trying to encourage people to take a look at within themselves. There's a the, the great the one of my favorite. Uh, Bible stories. Let's get let's 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 get spiritual. Let's get let's get biblical, <laughs> or at least biblical for me. Yeah, get biblical. <laughs> All right. One well, of my favorite Bible stories is uh, King David and the prophet Nathan, where and mm. and this is related to to to, to Bathsheba, where you know David sees Bathsheba. He's like, I, I I have to have her. 
she's married so he sends he sends her husband to the front lines to to get killed you know after he's he's gotten her pregnant and you know after an appropriate morning period they get married and prophet nathan rolls in and tells david this wonderful parable about a rich man who had all these sheep and flocks and and his neighbor was a small farmer with like maybe one you know one little sheep or something and and the rich man was having a guest over so he goes and gets the neighbor sheep and kills that and serves that and and david was all indignant and he's like that's horrible that man should be put to death and nathan's like not so fast we're talking about you you're yeah you're the one who 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 did that so you use it so so yeah i i i get that i get that entirely and it's so subtle and it can mm-hmm. be so subtle especially when we've not done the inner decolonization work to realize oh wait i'm i'm using the same I'm using the same tools um as as well so and well, and I think we, even and even if we've done our done our internal work, there's always it's it's also about a shift in consciousness, how mm, yes. how we hold things or what we believe about them, like trauma. I mean, how much has trauma become the conversation, you know, on social media, on you know, emails you get and workshops, and um, and it's not, and it's just it's everywhere. Like yes. trauma is a conversation everywhere, and it's a word everywhere. And it's just pervasive. And, and um, the triggers are pervasive and everywhere. And, and then I, I um, you know, I, I start to wonder and I start to see and, and, you know, maybe we got it wrong, is there comes a point where um, the, we start using the triggers as a way to bypass <laughs> Okay, say um, say some more about that. Using the triggers, yeah. So with, using that. triggers as a way to um uh to um, bypass may not be the right word, but using triggers as a deflection to just stay with what is. Using a trigger, like start you move into your brain like a cognitive thing, and you start mm-hmm. naming these triggers. Okay, and then you start putting it outside of you. You know, okay. we, we can put things right outside of ourselves. Yes, right. And then, and then the, the focus is becomes on the triggers, right? And then building a framework for ourselves to, to avoid them or mm. to, I need to heal those. There's this hidden curriculum in healing. Mm-hmm. And, and part of it, I know it sounds a little like I have to, I have, I've had to chew my way through this quite a bit. Um, but when, you know, shifting focus onto, onto triggers uh, and which, can at times mean you're what's wrong with me. Okay. You know, um, and it's not, and certainly triggers come from, you know, our internal things. And yet the internal trigger is a function of an external event. Right. I mean, that's how it, that's where it, you know, kind of starts. And that's the, and whether that's in my lifetime or it's intergenerational or it's historic, so I'm not saying don't pay attention to them. I'm not saying there isn't, you know, work to be done. There isn't, I'm walking around with scars or wounds that that need attention, that need care. And at what point have I sort of moved into now healing my trauma becomes my new addiction? Uh, gotcha. And addiction may be too strong of a word, but, 
where does, um, and again, it's not an either or. <laughs> That's why I said that at the beginning. You, um, you might have to repeat it a few times. I know, but it's not um, because every single wound comes with its own context, right? Comes with right. its own um, little world, comes with its own. It's not a, it's not a silo. It's connected to, to, to life, to all life. Um, it doesn't. So, so I, uh, sorry. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm taking this in. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm chewing on it myself. Um, and and uh, I haven't given you the benefit of hearing it beforehand. <laughs> I'm just about to say to the listeners, I'm hearing this in real time. Like you are sometimes, sometimes yeah. we get together and we plan shows and details. Other times it's like, oh, Maybe, maybe we need, maybe we need like a real time listener just to help, help folks comprehend. And, and for me, I'm a, I'm a person who needs examples. Um, so I'm, I'm going to throw an example here and okay. you tell me, you, you, you help me, you help me mull this through. So, so uh, example of a recent trigger, uh, we, we, we talked about this, the Queens, the Queen of Britain, she just died, Queen Elizabeth II, her, her death. And it, and it prompted in me, it prompted in me. Um, an anger response, you know, um, and, and it was less anger and more like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to join the, the parade of well-wishers and all of that. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, really call out that I'm not, I'm not wasting any sleep on this, on grieving. Uh, we have to call out her, her uh, complicitness with colonial, colonialism, Mm-hmm. Um, me being raised in a British colony uh, mm-hmm. myself, um, or let me rephrase that, a former British colony. By the time I was born, it was independent. However, in my parents' and grandparents' lifetime, it was still a British colony. Um, and uh, people argue like, but Britain uh, abolished slavery in like, you know, 1800s. Like this is, I mean, uh, let's remember, it's not that long ago, right? Again, Right, just because it happened on paper doesn't right exactly after effects of colonialism still being felt in Barbados and what it really what I realized it was really triggering for me was around how I was raised right so the 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 influence of colonialism on parenting on parenting by folks who were who were colonized is a is a real thing right. And, and I felt the effects of that. And I might be the first generation um, or, or, or people my age in my family are among the first generations of people, you know, black folk, for example, who, you know, we not, we not hitting our kids, right? right. Uh, I'm not putting the emphasis on my kids to my kids. Oh, you gotta, you gotta work twice as much to get half as far. So I'm beginning to rewrite some of those generational um, um, parenting traumas, for lack of a better word. And at the same time, I'm rewriting them, I am feeling them, and I can look back at my own time as a parent. My daughter is 21, so technically I'm still a parent, but I'm more in an advisory capacity right now. (laughs) (laughs) Advice often not taken, but I'm still there. but but to realize while I was while I was while I was um, looking at these things, I'm also still sometimes unintentionally repeating them, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's hard to it's hard to end a cycle it's hard to end a cycle that's existed for generations that's mm-hmm. like implicit in you, part of who you are, yeah. and and just like not by default repeat them because you don't you don't 
know any different. Right. You, you learn, you learn, you learn as you go. So I think, so, so when I, when I think about, about what, what I've gotten wrong, maybe what I've gotten wrong, uh, you know, as I continue to go through, go through this work is, is I know for me, it's been this, this thought of, well, a <laughs> one day I'll get to the end of this healing journey. Uh, <laughs> I laugh as I say it out loud. <laughs> well, I think the journey is the destination. Right, right. But before I, I, I understand that now before it was like one, one day, one day I will right. get to the point where I have, I have forgiven my parents, my grandparents, um, done with this and we can live happily ever after that's no, I'm still, I'm still in that case in point I mentioned earlier. Um, maybe it was on the other podcast I recorded today. Um, my, they're all blending together. Um, my mother complimented me on my write-in and the recent um, award that I just won. Um, and I remember growing up as a kid, like starved of those compliments. I remember being, mm. um, you know, even though I did things well, the the parenting method was, um, here's what else you can do to be perfect, right? right. And it didn't, and, and and I can recognize that it came from a place of, of wanted me to succeed, but of course it didn't feel that way. It just felt like I kept falling short, kept falling short. Well, I mean, this idea, if we keep falling short, you will never be as good. Talk about, talk about after effect of, of colonial influence. Right. Um, right. So, so, so still struggling with that. Still, still working with that, knowing it intellectually, but internally it's still there. And, and for me, part of the, part of what I think I, I got wrong in the past was, was this idea that, you know, especially in youth all communities, one, I can affirm my way out of it Two, I can use the spiritual practices to alone, just to overcome it. Um, and, um, and to this day I write and I still struggle with it. Um, and also maybe I, there, there's this part of me that had to come to place of realization that it's also okay if I never get to that place where I've made a hundred percent peace with it or, or I've established the relationship with my parent that I've always wanted, you know, my whole life that we may never, we may never get there. So part of the, for me to, the getting wrong is what, what, what does healing, what is healing going to mean? What does it look like? for me and I, yeah. and I think we create this idealized image yes. what it means yes. what it looks like what we're going to feel all that sort of stuff and it's not we, that straightforward no we frame it as though there's a returning to something that's familiar we yeah. frame it as a returning to something we're used to we frame it and the same thing with forgiveness we frame it yeah. as though it's somewhere to get to or a place to return to or a feeling to have um, that we've been told about. Yes. Yes. And what if it's not that? What if it's not that? Yeah. 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 I've been told, I've been told that if I heal my wounds around the way I was raised, then I'll be able to have a, a, a relationship with my mother, for example, that's going to look a certain way. And if I haven't, if it doesn't look that way, that means I haven't, I haven't done the work yet or haven't, haven't done the work right. 
uh, right. sort of sort of deal. And then once once again, I'm doing the whole like, oh, I didn't measure up. Right. <laughs> right? right. Sort of deal further, further condemning myself, further continuing that cycle of you know, of 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 not living up to the expectation. Um, so no, and not living up to the expectation of what forgiveness is supposed to be. Exactly. 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 I'm thinking, okay. Mind think, blowing. I'm, think, I'm, think I'm tracking, I'm tracking, I'm <clears> tracking <throat> with, you know, so part, so, so what, it, what that brings up for me then is again, that whole journey of, of, of acceptance of what is sort of right. And, yeah. and, and not, and not, um, <clears throat> Not making accepting what is and not making what is mean a particular thing. Yes, the meaning making, like we yes. had that was the other piece of it. And um, um so I, I've had several events the last couple of months that really sort of <laughs> I, I said this before we were live, sort of like the Bermuda Triangle. They kind of converge and but it does nothing disappears and lost into the abyss, but just this convergence of events that you know, a few events that really helped clarify things that have been percolating for a really long time that I just didn't quite, it was outside the box of the norm, right? In terms of DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion work, in terms of, um, you know, stuff that we do, you know, embodied anti-racism, you know, and, and, um, and when I say outside, I don't, it's, again, it's not an either or, it's just, I find my, my thinking and my understanding and questioning, uh, you know, moving into spaces that are like, mm, I'm not sure about that, you know? Um, and then of course I, I have to, uh, I have to kind of check in um, and go, okay, is that, is that the white privilege thing that, you know, mm. which I don't, I, I don't think it is, but I'm sure someone could come along and tell me it is, but I don't think it is. Cause I'm not, uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I have to check constantly for that. Yeah. And I, maybe it is, but I'm, I'm not so sure. I'm just, I'm questioning, you know, question the questions, question the answers, you know, question everything, question everything. So meaning making, um, I was, you know, uh, and I talked with you last week about this, that so I've had in the last year, you know, some people that come into town, like they come through town and maybe they're staying for several months or they move here. And someone that I thought I was connected to and a friend, you know, maybe some more than others. Um, but I never know, like there's no, there's no, no connection made. And um, they don't, they don't, they don't tell you that they're in town. So correct. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. They do not tell me that they're here, even when they've moved here um, or they're yeah. going to move here. And um, so I, I just, and it's happened, you know, over the years, I'm not the only, you know, sure. I know I'm not the only one that has that happen. And I'm not, you know, it's not the get off the cross. We need the wood kind of thing. That's not what it's about. I'm just, I got, you know, again, I get confused by it. And so I was talking to a friend and that I just feeling hurt. Uh -huh. And I'm, I was talking to a friend and she started going into, well, you know, what are you telling yourself about this and what, what meaning making is going on? And I found myself going, oh, fuck, this is, please stop making this a cognitive pursuit because it's not what it is. It's that, um, is there's, um, you know, there's just stuff going on. Yeah. And all I wanted to do was just, um, 
not that I'm not interested in, you know, the meaning making. Um, I just, is it, does it, do I always need to go there? And, and, and the meaning that we make of it could also be wrong too. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so for example, um, I, and I, and I shared this with you, I am also the kind of person who, because, because of how relationships have become so, um, um, uh, what do you call it? Like online based, right. So whether social media or, or even OG texting or whatever, zoom based, like for me, it's, I, I, I have close connections who live in a variety of places. And I also have acquaintances who live in a variety of places, but I don't associate the people with the places. Uh, right. Cause, cause I can reach them. I can contact them anytime I want, you know, it's yeah. like they live next door. I can, you know, get on the phone, talk, whatever. Um, and especially the last few years of the pandemic, like nobody's going anywhere or went anywhere. So, yeah. you know, we, we, we leaned even more into long distance communication. So I'm the kind of person who would like also go to a town, a city or whatever, and, and instantly forget who lives there. Uh, over the summer, I did right. a lot of traveling. I went to, I went to LA and um, the, uh, I met, I met two people, LA and San Diego. And I met up with two people who are very, very good, like, um, what do you call it? Long distance contacts and acquaintances. One of them I met over, you know, 20 years ago. And we maintained this connection over the years. And I, because of me not ever getting back to LA or her to the East Coast, I totally forgot she was in LA because her location yeah. was not thing. But I got there and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> this person lives here right and it's only because she'd posted something that and and her location was on there. it's like oh shit i've like completely forgot so i called her up and it's like hey my bad uh i'm here in town and i you know totally forgot that you're here um yeah would love to see you if you don't have time i understand because i'm throwing this at you um sort of sort of last minute so so you know, that person could have said, could have made the meaning out of it. Like, what do you mean you forgot I lived here? Like, you know, does this mean you don't think that much about me or whatever it is? Or, you know, again, it could have been on my part, the whole, not that it wasn't, but it could have been on my part. Well, shoot, if I post a picture and they know I'm here, now I don't have a good excuse to say, oh, like I didn't reach out to you sort of deal. So the motivation that behind why people do what they do, you know, mm-hmm. it could have been anywhere from people because they come into town with an in, with, with a specific purpose. And because you are not connected to that purpose, that slips through the cracks, or they could be there intentionally trying to avoid you. It could have been and anywhere in between. Right. So for someone to go like, what meaning are you making out of it? For me, it's like, well, it, it, yes, it matters in terms of how you respond. And at the same time, it doesn't matter because if the meaning you made is completely wrong, like, is this like, there's, there's deeper, there's, there's a deeper place to go here. Are these people like, are they, are they ghosting you? Are these people no longer wanting to maintain a connection with you? And maybe it might it might behoove us to like be mature adults and have a conversation around it. 
rather than just like slide into town and not. Oh, we don't want to do that. Anything. We don't. We don't want to do that. That might be uncomfortable. No. No. Uh, right. Um, and and to your point, it hurts. And 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 you know, I am always a proponent of. Um, we have to be mindful of the meaning we attach to anything. And it doesn't mean we do that as you were saying, a bypass around what we feel in the moment. It hurts to be I forgotten. Also, it hurts to be abandoned. It hurts to be neglected. Um, and I, I also think there's a, an element of the, um, um, you know, around meaning making or, or, you know, the other, the other phrase that has really, stuck in my craw of late is or for a while is you know well you know you're on your growing edge i'm like fuck the growing edge you know it's i think it's another it's just an, for me it becomes another way of getting into the head as opposed to just being with the humanity just being oh, with the life just being with the glitch and we're always growing it's more like a growing plateau <laughs> or i know a growing um, pasture a growing well field. and to say a growing edge underneath it it's another way to say here's what you got wrong yes and not the way we're talking about it exactly, exactly. but here's what here's where you didn't do something enough if, good enough well enough if you were enough. spiritually mature enough this wouldn't be bothering you yes yeah. yeah so if i can relegate it to make meaning of it and put some bullet points around it mm -hmm. um but this is this and this is i think one of the things we do with trauma when we talk about trauma, when we talk about our wounds, there is an element of how do I, where we put it in that framework of returning to something that's familiar, where we put it in a framework of, um, you know, where the being with it and so much conversation with it and so much attention to it is actually we're manufacturing it. I was, I was talking with a, um, a woman that um, her name is, uh, uh, I just, her name just blanked out of my mind, um, Mishka Reed. And she's, that's her, um, she is a um, serious professional expert on um, uh, somatic intelligence, um, collective trauma, social justice. And she's just, she's wonderfully brilliant, but very down to earth. And I was talking to her a few weeks ago and I said, it's sort of like we're we're using trauma to traumatize ourselves. Mm. And, um, and she laughed, not because it was so funny, but she laughed because she was like, yes. Um, so it's, it, you know, maybe we got it wrong, meaning, you know, maybe shifting and using the glitches and these, you know, triggers and that where the speed bumps are, not trying to smooth them out, but, recognizing that this thing that's strange and not familiar is the place to be yeah okay is yeah. the place to be yeah um the other um you know the the other and so one of the on uh on on the same note you know one of the things that and we've we uh, talked about this a little bit in texting, and I know you posted an article on a in a group in a unity group. Uh, but I had brought up to you the idea this organization that's called Faith in Blue, mm. and it's about bringing together 
um, faith communities and police departments to build bridges of understanding and blah, blah, blah. And the minute that I saw it, I, I had this huge cognitive dissonance because it's, it's maybe it, it felt under this category of maybe we got it wrong, meaning it's not that I'm not interested in building bridges, you know, and having understanding and, um, and, and, oh, it's building bridges for, to have inclusive communities. The problem I have with it is you're trying to build an inclusive community using, you know, within a system that is a colonizing mindset. So I don't, uh, you know, and so my thought and I, um, you know, and I need to, I need to make a meme out of this, but is, you know, if I want to build a bridge to create an inclusive community, I I can't use the timber from the colonial trees. Mm. So I don't know how, it's not that I'm not interested in building inclusive communities, but maybe we got it wrong here. If I want faith communities to support, um, you know, law enforcement or police departments, I don't want to, I don't want them to support or not support, but I think there's, can can you do it from the mindset that's present? I mean, I look at here in Kansas mm -hmm. city and our police department is under a department of justice investigation. Right. And you don't get to be under one of those for no reason. So, so exactly. So the question, so the question is, is like, you know, are we, are, are, is, is such an initiative like that just designed to try and make make the police departments look good? Are they are they addressing the like systemic violence profiling um, of of police departments? Uh, are they are they holding the police departments accountable for actions and uh, and atrocities? And then where are the folks who've been adversely affected, hurt, traumatized by uh, police actions? Where are they in this, um, in that, in that, in that bridge building um, scenario? Um, and it it doesn't it doesn't look from what I've read about the organization it doesn't it doesn't look like. Um, there's an attempt to address those things. It it almost it almost looks like a it almost feels like a you know let's just forget everything that's happened up to now <laughs> and let's 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 just let's just try and create something new. And you can't you can't create something new by ignoring what happened before. That's not how that how that works. Um, you know the very very few I would say. Um, police police departments you know whether it's local or state level very few have shown a true desire to look at their inherent um discriminatory uh policing practices and truly reform them very very few have right Right. now if, if you can prove that your department is one that's doing that by all means if they're willing to say out loud here's Here's the errors, the mistakes that we've made in the past, and we're seeking to to fix those, to amend those, and move forward. But we realize that in order to move forward, we have to include the people in the community that we have oppressed, um, and hear from them, yeah. and let and let them let them help us with our reformation. If that's involved, sure, 
let's build some bridges that way, you know, well, but, but if that's, if that's not what's happening and it's just on the surface level, let's have some event, let's have some picnics, let's have some cookouts. Let's, you know, that, then that's, that's not, I don't think really addressing, that's not really building community. That's, that's, that's building a nice photo op. Well, it's, it's the, um, it's a response to a crisis and you're becoming part of the crisis. Mm. Yes. You're propping it up. Yeah. Um, so maybe you got it wrong. Maybe. <laughs> um, but I, I, I look at, so that's what's been, you know, the maybe I got it wrong, maybe we got it wrong thing is constantly questioning um, what what we're doing, you know, um, Bio Okomalafe is, uh, you know, he consistently for a very long time, he uses the, the image of the slave ship mm -hmm. um, to in his teaching and in um, he's a he's a philosopher. Um, he's an activist. He's he's so far beyond forward thinking, um, but he's just brilliant. But he uses the image of a slave ship and he says that um, we um it's like rearranging the deck furniture on the Titanic, meaning that um, the slave ship never, uh, it's not gone. I mean, it may have made it to the shores of, you know, North America, but it just took the system on board and put it on land. Mm. So he says, you know, he says that the slave ship isn't, isn't gone. And he, he, um, so he refers to it as, um, uh, you know, that what we do today in terms of activism and, and what, and often, you know, DEI initiatives and, and other things, he, some of them, he says, it's like installing solar panels on the slave ship or it's, Hey, you're helping the, you're helping the environment. So, you know, <laughs> doing well, you know, uh, yes, true. Doing breath work on a slave ship. Right. Right. Um, or doing yoga on a slave ship and wanting to center oneself on a slave ship. He says, you're still on a damn slave ship. Right. Um, exactly. So I just, you know, this, these are the kinds of things that, um, that I just think about and particularly in new thought and in spiritual communities, when we talk about our growing edge, when we talk about transformation, really do, does everything need to be the focus, the, you know, transformation, does everything need to be, you know, it's, it's like there's some perfect pattern trying to get to that just, can we please stop? <laughs> there, uh, so so so, yes, yeah, yes, and no. I I get I get what you're saying. So let me let me rearticulate it in 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 ways. Say it my, better. My my yes. brain my my brain has. It's not necessarily it's not necessarily better, um, but I think I think transformation. Yes, that is. It is the point, and when I say transformation, transformation, I think what what, what I'm I'm getting for you implies implies um, like uh, Harry was in in state A, and now I'm gonna go to state B, right? Yeah. Uh, consciousness A to consciousness B. Uh, I'm gonna transform. There's a there's a there's a sense of before and after, very linear implication here. There's there's a right and wrong implication there, right? Yes. I was wrong before, and I'm gonna transform into 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 what's into what's right, uh, you know, as defined and we've been by, told what's right. Yes, I was going to say as defined by fill in the blank. Right. Uh, so 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 that's that's an that's a and this is a very insidious in um, 
impl- um, um, implication of that because what it what it um, actually avoids is you know in that we've been told what's right we've often been told what's right and that right thing is the is the thing that allows us to maintain our comfort and privilege right um yes so so yes if i can become more mindful and achieve more inner peace if i can get to the point where i'm not doing all the mean and making if i can get to a point where uh, you know, uh, fill, fill in the blank for however you've determined that you've achieved nirvana, whatever it is, right? Um, if I can get to those places, then yes, I've, I've, I've transformed, I've elevated my consciousness, I've raised my consciousness. And at the same time, or however, if, if, we're, if we're doing these things, yet not, as, as we talked about with the building bridges, but we're still not addressing the true ills of the world. If we are, if we're doing yoga on the deck of the slave ship, um, but not, not addressing the horror of why this slave ship exists in the same, in the first place, right. Then sure. We, we, we may, we may find more inner peace on uh, by doing, by doing that, but we have not done anything to 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 address the issues that will still come back to us that will still infringe upon us we're 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 benefiting we're benefiting from the system right we're using the yoga ship as transportation to get from point a to point b we're benefiting from the system um and and just blissfully ignoring um and and in a sense that's not in a sense but that's complicity. Well, I, and I think it's, um, I think the, maybe we got it wrong. You know, the, the, a piece of that is that um, I think what our, you know, practice or conversations need to be are around um, allowing the, the, what bio calls the cracks, right? Those, the places that are falling apart, that are uncomfortable, that are ugly, you know, that are allowing those places to bring forward a new whatever, Um, as opposed to we've sort of decided what normal needs to look like. We've decided what the end result needs to look like. We've decided, you know, and we talk about it, right? Building a culture, you know, it's, you know, what, when I talk about building a culture, what am I really, you know, am I building it with timber that's from the system that already, you know, in place, or is it, am I allowing rather than this is, I think this is the place where it's maybe we got it wrong is there's so much that goes on for us that, that we are bringing it forward as opposed to allowing this mud and muck and mess to allow it to, to bring forward um, what the next step allow it to bring forward whatever healing looks like. I mean, it's it, we just no, have to no mud, no lotus. <laughs> that's right, but it's also the you know but we have to the, allow the lotus to spring forth from the mud, not not transplant, not transplant yeah, a manufactured lotus right. into the mud. Yeah, and I think we do that a whole lot more than we realize, and we do that unconsciously. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So that's my, uh, maybe we got it wrong. Maybe not everything, but, but just the, I think we need to start, um, um, you know, just 
allowing those breaking open things to um, to bring forward the new new ways of sensing and thinking in the world, and but a, not and, a, and an not invitation new. to always question our certainty. Yeah, yeah. If you're if 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 we're generally certain about a thing, let it let it let it be cause to to question. It doesn't mean you're wrong, but it also doesn't mean you're right. Right. So 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 for me, true spiritual work is just that: always being in the in in the questioning, um, living living the question. It used to be one of my own my old my old taglines. Um, you know, I'm I'm just always living in living in the question, and it and it's not just it's not so much about living. It is about living in uncertainty, but also noticing when um, that uncertainty isn't isn't there when I've, when I've accidentally slipped into certainty about things and sometimes yeah. we don't we don't we don't realize that we that we have and then we get indignant yeah. when someone points out <laughs> that we have right yeah we become we, we we start living our own david and nathan scenario full circle yeah. baby full yes. circle. oh look how you did that you're so smart <laughs> what i, I want to be like you <gasps> no you don't <laughs> Okay, maybe that's, a little. Me, well, you're living me. fancy, so you know. Listen, listen. I'm going to my birthplace to live for about four months while in the midst of the uh uncertainty of the healing. <laughs> right. So so I don't know is anything to be enviable about, but it's definitely, it's definitely. And, and, and for me, my, my, my trips back home have always been short. Yeah. Probably for that reason. Right. Uh, I can go on vacation. I can drink enough, numb out enough, lie on the beach and not look at all the stuff that's, yeah that's being stirred up from being there. So um, I am intentionally going for an extended period of time um, to, um, uh, it's, it's not the reason I'm going, but I'm very cognizant of the fact that there's not going to be a quick escape as things arise and, and to, and to, and to be with that. That's when we, when we continually talk about decolonizing ourselves, that's, that's what we're talking about, right? Just being in that space, a lot of things to arise, and and to see what's what's coming up for us to take a look at, to address, to hold on to, to let go, uh, to to realize we've 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 maybe um, encountered some healing around, or to realize like oh I thought I was much further along with this, oh boy was I wrong, <laughs> you know that that sort of deal. But we we got to be we got to be in it. And, and, and well, so. you know, so I'm gonna pick on I know we're wrapping up, but pick on the further along, mm-hmm. further along to what. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. Where where, where am I? Where am I supposed to be going with this? Right. 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 You know, uh, so, so, so exactly. Exactly. Proven. Anyway, proven proven your proven the point in real time. You're welcome. (laughs) It's, It's very ingrained. It is. It is. Well, it is. We think that there's this, you know, normal that was never working that we're supposed to get back to, but it's, it's a terrifying thought. 
It is a turret. It is. It so is. I'll leave We're, you with that as we close. Leave, leave me with that as I'm about to go into the lion's den. Uh, yeah. Another another biblical reference. Um, there we go. Two in one show. Um, so uh, thank you all again for always listening. Please visit projectsanctus.com to see all the events we've got going on, all the opportunities to join us in the decolonizing. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, tell others about this podcast. You can listen on all your favorite uh, platforms um, and online on the interwebs if you happen to find someone who doesn't know what a podcast is uh with love listen don't laugh those people exist i know okay? i know i'm not i'm not i'm not laughing at them i'm just laughing that every time you say it it just i don't know i, I trust me i know but those people exist uh with love and justice for all dot podbean.com um and or just or just show them how to use their phone a smartphone yeah. for podcasts if they don't have a smartphone um but can can get online that's where you can find us um you can actually again watch us listen to us in real time record this tuesdays and fridays uh 3 p.m eastern i think we're back on schedule i think we're back um you know we say this and then life happens and we and we shift around we're not that's why i said generally at the beginning generally generally (laughs) right we're we're being very clear that that we're not being held captive to our work (laughs) Uh, but we'll but we'll try to be consistent as much as possible. Yes, uh, for for you people, guys' sake. You know, we, yes, exactly for those. Listening. Exactly, and finally, um, please we invite you to support the work that we do. Um, you can make a donation projectsanctus.com. If you uh, give a monthly, a reoccurring monthly donation of twenty five dollars or more, we got some extra bonus stuff on there for you. We're going to be uh, getting back to creating um, some more of that as well. Um, so I think that's it. Thank you, everyone. Let's Thank get our holy on. What she said.